Welcome back to Ranking Things with Levi. Tonight, uh, I had a super fun time with Mike Nielsen discussing Olympic sports. So this is a list of 12. We try to move through it quickly. You know, I wish I had more practice or was a little bit better at this because we go one by one, but then we decide mid-interview to go uh, to take turns doing two at a time, and I think that moved it along better since we're doing 12. Um, but I think it's still a fun episode thinking about the uh, the Olympic sports. Um, this is another show where the person I interview knows a little bit more about the topic than I do, um, but you know, I still enjoy ranking it. I have opinions, as you'll see. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoy this uh, Olympic sports and look forward to a couple other episodes we have coming up. Uh, I've got a bunch of things booked and a couple interviews that are actually in the can. I just got to edit them. Um, but yeah, here it is, Olympic sports with Mike Nielsen. Okay, today I've got Mike Nielsen, a friend of mine for a very long time. We're going to be doing Olympic sports. You know, what qualifies either of us to talk about the Olympic sports? I don't know. Neither of us are Olympians. I would say both of us are sportsmen, um, interested in uh, most of these sports. Uh, Both of us also all-around athletes, happy to try anything, Uh, general sports fans. Uh, So yeah, Mike, we're talking about the Olympics. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Levi. Thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, That's uh, kind of the one thing I thought as well, that one of the coolest things about this list, um, especially for mine, is that I play pretty much all of them, and so you know, mm. you can speak to the ability of what it takes to be a good athlete of these particular sports, um, and what it takes to become the best of the a- athletes in that particular sport. Um, you know, the Olympics is a pretty awesome event. You know, there's a lot of controversy with you know, drugs and the IOC and things, but at, at its premise, to be able to bring the best of the people in the world together mm-hmm. in a particular discipline is pretty cool. Right. And it should be said, you, I, I'm a, obviously a proud American, but you are a Canadian, right? So uh, that's, I think that that's an important, an important perspective uh, because Canada does, let's say, overachieves, you know, on the world stage as far as the Olympics go, you know, powerhouse in the Winter Olympics and not like a pushover in the summer events. Sorry, I should say, uh, yes, I'm from Canada, eh? <laughs> Good. Way to, way to lean into your character. <laughs> So uh, we've decided to do top 12 uh, Olympic sports uh, because there are so many. And like you said, I think the Olympics are, it's, it, since they are such every, every four years, or kind of every two years, you know, with the different uh, events, um, it's fun how they kind of take over pop culture for those couple of weeks. And kind of everyone can get buy-in, no matter what your level is, because it's not like the professional sports. Um, like very few people have like legitimate backgrounds in some of these sports. And it's also a lot easier to watch. I mean, you think about, you know, Major League Baseball. You know, we're going from March till sometimes November. You know, the Olympics is just a quick two-week event. Let's hit it really hard. Um, And then even within the Olympics, uh, really, it's a combination of many different, like, world championships within the confines of one event. So, like, you know, they're all happening all at the same time. So you can follow everything in a very short period of time and not feel like you're having to yeah. drag out a long, long yeah, yeah, yeah. professional right. event. Yeah. Yeah. It's not baseball, right? Where it's six months of a season every year. Um, 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. So we, we decided to do top 12, so we got to keep a good pace here. What is your number 12? So my number 12 is soccer or football, depending on how you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this it needs to be on any kind of list talking about the Olympics. I know it's a little different than kind of your um, World Cup, so it's 23 and under, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. For the Olympics? Except, yeah. except for women, yeah. I think women is all ages. Okay. Yep. Right. Um, but yeah, that's for men. And so, I mean, I, on a personal level, hate this, this sport. I think it's completely boring, <laughs> but I, I think any uh, list that involves the Olympics should involve soccer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big soccer yeah, fan. I actually, I actually didn't include it, but um, uh, I'm a big soccer fan. I, I and I, I love the women's national team, the women, the U.S. women's national team, um, where soccer is kind of like the World Cup every, you know, every other two years. So the World Cup's every four years, the Olympics are every four years, and the the Women's World Cup is always two years away from the uh, the Olympics. So it's an especially bigger deal for them, um, which I enjoy. I love the game of soccer, but so yeah, I, I, but I didn't include it because I feel like. I don't know. I kind of stayed away from most of the traditional sports because that is part of the fun of the Olympics. It's kind of these random sports. I say most because you'll see. Mm-hmm. I say one of the major one major ones is on my list, but yeah. I think I can take a guess, but <laughs> my number twelve is right, archery. Uh, you never other. Yeah, I mean, I could say you could say you never otherwise get to see it uh, for most of these, but yeah. So my number twelve is archery in the summer. I get a big kick out of just how I feel like it's like the geekiest of all of them. Like these people are just complete nerds. I think, you know, who, who like oh, who not you think they definitely are. <laughs> they are like just the biggest nerds, and uh, but it is fun. It, it, you, you can get some real drama uh, with that. So yeah, that's my number twelve is archery. And I believe for like archery, it's not just like the old school, you know, we're going to pull back the bow and arrow. They've got some like ridiculous, like almost like computerized robotics things that they're pulling yeah. out here. Yeah, they can use a lot of technology on that one. It's a little bogus. But yeah, mm-hmm. what's your what's your number 11? All right, number 11 is gymnastics. Mm. Now, I kind of had to like put that under like a general umbrella, Um not just one specific one. And, and I think for me as well, for this one, it's mostly out of respect. Um, the soccer and gymnastics are probably the, the two that I maybe don't enjoy the most, but mm-hmm. um, th- what these women and men are able to do, I can't even fathom myself yeah. pulling off some of these stunts. Um, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics specifically is both totally hilarious and awesome at the same time. Yeah. To like, take ribbons and run around and spin them around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number then, I mean, is... we, we... Oh, go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, some of, like, the athletes themselves are pretty amazing. Like, Nadia Kamachi, the first perfect 10 ever. Um, mm-hmm. That's a story in itself. Um, so you got a lot of very interesting females um, who've done very well over the years. Mm-hmm. My number 11 is Canoe Sprint. Um, it's a summer event where it's a single canoeer. Uh, it's kind of, if, if you'll picture it, it's the one where they get up on one knee and it's just one versus one. And I love, I love the drama. I mean, a lot of the Olympic sports have a one versus one drama, 
which I think is one of the greatest things in sports. It's what I like. It's what I like about baseball too. Kind of the pitcher versus batter dynamic. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a short distance race in like something that's hilarious to imagine for me, you know, or anyone normal to do is a, is a canoe sprint. Um, so yeah, that's my number 11. It's like any of these things, like who came up with it? This should be an, an Olympic event. Okay, let's sit on one knee and paddle a boat. Like, okay, yeah, let's make that a sport. Yeah, I think some of them have such like heritage, um, which we, I, I've kind of got reserved. I got that 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 uh, that that uh, uh, rant reserved for one that's coming later. Um, why don't we do this two at a time? Actually, now I'm thinking. Do you want to give me your number ten okay. and your number nine? Okay. Um, so my number ten is synchronized diving. Um, I honestly know nothing about this sport except that, you know, you jump into a pool and trying to be as synchronized as you can. I couldn't tell you a single person who competed in this. For me, I hate heights, so it's, again, like a thing about respect. Um, but to do what they're able to do and be completely synchronized with the other person at the same time, like, just forget about it. Like, it's an impossibility for me. Um, my number nine um, maybe much lower on my list than I feel like it's going to be for yours, but my number nine is basketball. Mm. Um, again, very similar to soccer. You know, when you're talking about the Olympics, basketball definitely needs to be on this list um, for one of the most simple facts that it's such a dominant global sport. Right. Um, and then, of course, I really enjoy dominance in sports. Like, nothing to me is worse than mediocrity. And when you're talking about dominance, obviously you're going to go to the dream teams in basketball. Right. And then you get like into great debates like, well, which of the dream teams is better? Is 92 right, right. with Jordan better or mm-hmm. 2012 with James? Right. Or Kobe, you could say. Uh, yeah. Um, the uh, Yeah, my basketball will definitely appear later on my list. Um, All right. My... My number 10 is Greco-Roman wrestling. I love that wrestling has this like subcategory which is which is Greco-Roman, uh which is less pad, less pads and different rules. I always watch it just cuz it's I you'll you'll see. I love some of these like random subcategory sports that are in the Olympics. Um just because uh get a kick out of that. The other thing and this is this is a good time to bring this up. When NBC, which is the American Broadcast Olympics, uh runs like now you can stream everything right and yeah they they have to bring out all these sportscasters from like all the affiliate little stations so they have all the national nbc people there to broadcast uh their sports and then like even the local nbc sports reporter guy who does like the the 10 o'clock news he flies to the olympics and calls some random, his name is Fred Rogan, uh, and he calls, like, some random sport. So he's done Greco-Roman wrestling, and he's done curling. Um, I, I just get a kick out of that. You can go on and stream, and you're probably listening to, like, you know, Minneapolis's sports reporter doing, you know, darts or not, or badminton, you know, or whatever one of these, like, weird sports are. Right. Darts, darts is not an Olympic sport. I just get a kick out of that, like how, like, all of a sudden these, like, smaller town, you know, guys have to become experts in these other sports. For re- wrestling didn't make on my list, but I debated it as well. Because wrestling's one of those ones where it 
harkens back to the original Olympics. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of cool that it has continued. I don't know if Greco specifically was in the uh, original Olympics, but wrestling in general has been around since, you know, the original, you know, Greek Olympics. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's it's neat that you can trace its roots back all the way back. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. My number nine is short track speed skating um, in the winter. Um, it's, that's when there's eight people. Uh, going for it on the track, and I, I love the uh, physical physicality of that. I mean, those people are in really, really close quarters. Um, the U.S. has traditionally done pretty well in that, so yeah, that's a fun that's a fun one for me. What do you got for uh, seven and eight? Um, so eight for me, actually, funny enough, is actually uh, speed skating short track as well. Oh, there you go. Funny how we were pretty close. Um, I didn't know if you would have any kind of comments on this, but again, you know, there's the short track and then the long track. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's got to be short track just because yeah. it's almost like a roller derby on skates. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, these guys are, inc- yeah, these guys are incredibly skilled. Uh, and you throw in the fact that like, if you turn the wrong way at the last minute, like you can knock someone out and just crash and, mm-hmm. It's uh, very much similar to like the four by one hundred for running wise. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Canadians, Koreans, and Chinese definitely do very well in that sport. The right. more like longer events are more dominated by the uh, the Europeans. Right. Um, my number seven is tennis. Um, so uh, one of my just overall favorite sports, um, and it's kind of cool. For tennis, um, you only get two max athletes per country that they, they gets to compete in, say, singles or okay. um, doubles. Uh-huh. And um, it, you get cool combinations when people are two people playing together from the same country in doubles or mixed doubles. And tennis is such a dominant world sport. Like I feel like it needs to be on this list with you know so many good players across the world um, mm-hmm. who represent them their countries, it needs to be on there. And then, of yeah. course, London 2012 at Wimbledon is, like, the greatest thing ever. Wimbledon and the Olympics mixed together, like, you can't get a better combination. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I avoided I avoided tennis, but I do, I, uh, I do, I do like uh, calling out this, uh, yeah, tennis, golf. Like, I, I also didn't include golf just because I, I don't watch it, I guess. I don't watch the tennis. In the Olympics, I enjoy the stories, but I'm not. I'll I, like I will dial up like the like curling or or, or you know well, uh, curling is incomparable, but uh, you know one of the more random sports just because I don't get to see that otherwise. I guess that's probably my reasoning. So this is probably a right. ranking of like sports I watch. Um, my number eight is curling. Uh, we had a blast with the U.S. having actually having a successful team in this last winter Olympics, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, I can't, you know, have you actually? Most, sorry, interrupt. No, have you actually? I never have. Never have. Yeah. I'd love it. it. It is like the most random game there is. <laughs> have and you it's done incredibly it? Incredibly hard. No, yeah. as a Canadian, I feel like I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, there's curling clubs all over. Like, there's one in our town. I could go if I really wanted to. I just mm-hmm. haven't got around to it. Um, <laughs> like, where's the nearest? Like, where's the nearest curling club in LA? <laughs> there actually, there actually is one. Um, 
Okay. Like uh, I had a friend who was invited to a bachelor party that was at a curling club. Um, but yeah, I've never, it's just like an ice skating rink that, that like sets up for curling. Right. That's um, true. My number seven is skeleton. Uh, I think better than bobsled. Like I'll definitely watch that um, ahead of bobsled. That's just a single person like, you know, lining up on a track and just bombing down is unreal. So that, yeah, again, this is what I, uh, We'll, we'll we'll sign on to see, and skeletons definitely included. The epitome of danger. Hmm. I don't think so. I think there's one more. There's there's one that's higher on my list that is way more dangerous. <laughs> well, it's definitely up there. What's uh What's your uh, six, five and six? All right, I, five and six. Kind of funny that we're doing them together now like this because um, five and six definitely relate to each other. So number six is the marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, this event, you know, I make sure, I mean, you know that I'm a marathon runner, right? I make right. sure that I either watch this event either live or tape it. Don't find out who won and then like rewatch it later. Okay. Even though I got to admit it, it is very boring to watch for like mm-hmm. two hours, mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Um, I'm more just doing it cause I want to kind of like see who wins. Right. But obviously it's, you know, again, a respect thing where, you know, these guys are basically sprinting for two hours. The speed of and the field. finishing a marathon in right around two hours. You know, the right. question, will anyone ever break two hours? Great question. Mm. Um, for this one, you got max three athletes per country. You either need to have some sort of qualification process or in the American case, I think it's a really cool thing where it's just one race, a winner take all top three, you move on. If not too bad. Mm. Um, the dominance of the Kenyans who could probably send like 15 or 20 athletes. And then I'm not sure if you knew the connection, but the modern marathon distance can actually be traced back to the 1908 London Olympics. Okay. Because the King and Queen wanted to see the start of the event. And so they moved the event back to Buckingham palace, which is why we have a marathon distance of, um, 26.2 or 42.2 kilometers. Some people are like, well, why is the marathon the way the number it is? It has to do with the 1908 London Olympics. That's the only reason why. Huh. Yeah. It's not, it's not the distance between marathon and Rome or whatever. Absolutely That's, not, no. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, you've done super distance too. Like, have you done a 50K? I've done 50K. I've done 50 miles. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's another another level. But yeah, I think that's that's when you you have to understand the human like human experience of that. Like that's what you can enjoy watching. Is you're not you're not watching the sport. You're looking at the faces of those people. You know, like doing this. Oh yeah. Right now. Okay, so my number five, very similar, is the five thousand and ten thousand meter run. Mm-hmm. Um, now a big kind of reason some of these ones that I have near the top the way they are either absolutely love or how like short they are. Cause like you don't have to commit mm-hmm. to a very long period of time. You know, right. these events are going to be over in 15 or 30 minutes. Right. Now remember the 5,000 and 10,000 is either five or 10 kilometers. And it's so much more strategy than just your regular running because you're running on a track. So you have kind of the inside outside lanes, pacing, um, right. blocking each other. Um, and then, you know, you think that they're, they're basically running again at full speed and sprinting, but yet then they run this last lap just like 
how can you do that after running? Like how fast <laughs> you're going? And like, yeah. So you've run a 5K, right? Uh, and a 10K, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would be your your best 5K time? Yeah, my best 5K time is like 28. I think 28 or 29. It was not good. Okay. So these guys, I mean, a lot of it is strategy. It may not be like overall, but a marathon will probably, or, or sorry, a 5K in the Olympics will finish around like 13 and a half minutes. Yeah, incredible. So like w- when you're halfway through, they're done. <laughs> like what? How? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Um, so my, sorry, my favorite competitor ever in the, in the races for five or 10 K is, uh, what I call the black Tom fair, okay. Mohammed Farah from, from London who won okay. the, uh, 2012, both five K and 10 K race at the Olympics. And mm-hmm. the exuberance when he finishes is just amazing. I, I oh, yeah. rewatch that race like multiple times. Like still today, I should. Re- I Mostly should because it. just just because uh, on Nike Run, Mo Farah is like one of your. He's one of the coaches on that app. He'll come and be like, "Okay, you did a good job." So I should. I should watch that. I mean, mostly because I'm a a uh, a running nerd, and I'll watch these events <laughs> after. Um, my six and my five and six are also related, um, in a way. Uh, in number six, I had the modern pentathlon. Uh, which is a summer okay. event that I think is just ridiculous. Like, like the, I think these are the most ridiculous, like Olympic sports. Because uh, my number five is the biathlon, which is the winter sport uh, shooting. You know, the shooting and skiing combo. Right. Like um, totally unrelated. <laughs> no, it's not though. Because that's that's what I love about biathlon is it has this weird history of like, uh, like World War One and World War Two, uh, like Nordic special ops teams. We're essentially right. like the bi- we're essentially like the biathlon world champions, um, and like one of the greatest victories over Nazi Germany was in Norway. I, I, maybe I'll put the story. I actually have a story I just read a, uh, a couple months ago. I'll put it in like the episode's uh, show notes. Show um, notes. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, like they uh, they were able to ski to ski and shoot like at a high speed, right? Skiing and then stopping and shooting and yeah. skiing and sh- stopping and shooting. Um, and, and knocked out this, uh, German base basically. And it was like eight guys. So pretty cool. Hmm. Okay. So um, maybe it does relate more than I think. Yeah. It has, it has a, it has a funny history, but, uh, but yeah, just, and, and then pentathlon is like, so it's biathlon, which I think has this, has this kind of cool heritage, but is also just totally random. Um, it's funny, imagine, like, even, like, the Canadians and Americans who are good at that, like, they're just geeks, again, <laughs> like, from, like, like all the, all the American ones that, like, were born and raised in, like, Colorado or Montana and, like, were, like, hunting and skiing, so they decided to be, like, like the American biathlon team. And then modern pentathlon is just a joke. I mean, it's just, like, a bunch of random track and field events, but, yeah. Um, do you have any other, any other thoughts on pentathlon or biathlon? No, just that like completely random. Like, why would you put all these events all together? <laughs> um, or what's your? Uh, you ever you ever, uh, you ever hear Jerry Seinfeld? You ever hear Jerry Seinfeld's response to like the the biathlon? No. He's like, what? Why do you have these like random events for? Like, why don't we just have like swimming and strangling a guy? 
Yeah, perfect. So like, good. Okay. <laughs> what's um, what's your uh, number three and number four? All right. My, so my number four is uh, volleyball, and not mm-hmm. beach volleyball, just the regular volleyball. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. one more so because there's a lot more strategy in the kind of regular volleyball, having more players on the court all at yep. the same time. So, um, you know, a lot more blocking and. Um, it's a lot more like kind of wide open, I'd say. Uh-huh. Um, and the skill level is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, again, you know, one of these, like, you know, we've all played volleyball through the years, um, but to be able to do it at that kind of level is just unbelievable. Right. And then the best thing about that sport, I think, is how fun it is to watch how much celebrating they do after every point and oh, you yeah. guys in slow-mo just getting so pumped up. You're like, wow, <laughs> it's one point. Really? <laughs> um, I didn't include volleyball. I do enjoy it. Um, but I will watch, I, I will actually watch college volleyball when it's on TV. So yeah, again, it's something that it, I, I won't search it out because I know I watch it other times, but um, what's your number three? That was your number four. Yeah. So number three, of course, being a uh, Canadian is hockey. I feel like this is not going to make your list since you are very anti-biased hockey from your previous podcast. I mean, I like Um, it when the Kings make the playoffs, but that's about it. (laughs) They have been good some of the last decade. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I know you have watched hockey and and you can enjoy enjoy it, but you have to admit, when you do have the best on best countries playing each other, it, it is a sight to behold. Um, and I hate you, Gary Bettman, for not allowing the NHL to enter the Olympics last year. Like, yeah, that was lame. Come on. Super like, lame. Yeah. I, I didn't See, watch it at all because of that reason. Right. The World Cup for for soccer fans is so great. Like, this is my first World Cup 2018 after watching soccer for four years. And it, it's just fun watching these kind of essentially random all-star teams, but people who have a lot older relationships than their professional teams. And so I can imagine more now what the Olympics is like for, for hockey fans. You know, like they know this stuff because, like, I knew that stuff. I know more about the World Cup than I did before. But yeah, yeah. So. and especially Canadians. You know, we're gonna know like every player on Team right. Canada. And you probably went to high school with them too. Like, oh, a few yeah. players, yeah. <laughs> Sidney Crosby specifically, but yeah. Um, so okay, my what's number your number four. Yeah, my number four is table tennis. Uh, kind of, again, getting back to something I, I enjoy, but you don't get to watch otherwise. Um, so I'll search out table tennis. Uh, and, and also a sport we can totally relate to. Like, I've played table tennis, but not even close to as well mm-hmm. as this. Um, my number three is basketball, as previously discussed. Um, that's mm-hmm. just, I mean, that's just my favorite my favorite sport to watch, and uh, the U.S. is usually very good. Um and it's even fun when they're not that good or, they, or, the, or like, the world teams are good. Like, Spain has had some really good teams. Argentina has had some really good teams. So that, 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 that's also uh, fun. Again, it's like that all-star feeling of something that you watch all the time. All right, let's do the final two. Well, yeah, number and two. Especially, uh, sorry, especially, like, basketball, like, putting, going back to, like, kind of like either hockey or soccer, like, it's a sport that you follow a lot. Yeah. So to, like put these like dream teams together like that's pretty cool yeah yeah it makes it it's fun it's not something you see every day and it's, and it's also not something you'll ever see again like it's a totally unique kind of experience. oh right yeah 
Um, All right, so you want my you want my number two and number one, and then you're going to tell yep. me your number two and number one. Okay. Well, why don't, so why don't we do number two? Uh, it, yeah, go, yeah, go for it. You do your your two and one. I'll do my two and one. Okay. So my number two was now again not um, specific an event, but just swimming in general. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like our number ones are going to be the same, but we'll see. Uh, my number one was the hundred meter sprint. Okay. Not the same. <laughs> okay. So. uh but yes, all right. So That's my number two, well, let's go. My number two is ski jumping. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, I just think, the most insane, most suicidal sport ever. And then yeah, that's my number true. one that might be more so than. Yeah, my number one uh, is handball. <laughs> handball. I, I watch so much handball in the Summer Olympics. I, I think everyone should watch handball because it's hilarious. Um, it's it's I wish handball was more popular. Like every time I watch handball, I'm like, why is there not a handball? Like there's handball leagues in Europe. Um, there's mm-hmm. even like a champ. There's even like a Champions League of handball in Europe. But for some reason, it has not cut on in North America, and I think it's amazing. And so yeah, but um, 100 meter. Da- I mean 100 meter dash. It? Yeah, I played it uh, in college, but just in like like I took a class. Yeah. This is when I played it. I took a class that was teaching physical education because I was in college on a teaching program. So I had to take like a PE, like teaching PE class where I played right. handball for a week. And I loved it, but I just think it's, it is very fun to watch. Um, anyways, it, I, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a hill I'll die on that handball is underappreciated, <laughs> but you, you're right. You're right to choose hundred meter dash. Cause it is, it is the, I think it's the Olympic event. You know, like it's, it is yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I should have like, inc- hasn't. It should have been at least sh- in your top ten. It should have been in my top. I should have included it over uh, over the pentathlon, probably. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's like it is like the event you should watch, and you know, in the Summer Olympics. Right, so. and like, which what person hasn't ever timed themselves to do how long it takes them to run a hundred meters? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. So. <laughs> I should. I should. No. I do have that. This has happened like most episodes on rankings, where I end up we finish up a list, and I'm like, oh, I definitely missed uh, missed two two or three of those. <laughs> now the reason yeah. swimming, I, I think, is number two. Again, mm. I love sports where it's just a simple timed event. You know, who's the fastest person in this? You know, biking, swimming, running doesn't matter. But what's cool for swimming is uh, we talked about this before about how you. It's, sometimes hard to follow the Olympics because you don't know these people, but swimming, you have so many different types of events that when you start following it early on, you start learning the names of these athletes. And then later on, they're racing other times. You're like, Oh yeah, I remember that person. I'm going to cheer for them again. Right. Yeah. Swimming has longer, longer careers. Um, No, no. I just meant uh, within an individual Olympics. Oh, so, oh, 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 you know, they might, different events. Yeah, so there's, you know, how many runners do 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters? Not many. Yeah, you know, it's many. very individualized. Whereas right. if you're a swimmer, you're probably going to do the 100-meter breaststroke and the 200-meter backstroke. Right. So you're going to learn these people's names and be able to kind of follow it a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it. That's good. I, I love the Olympics. We got one coming up, right? Next, you know, like a month or two. The, don't we have Winter Olympics coming up? 
Is that right? Uh, Not crazy. Um, no, I'm wrong. It's, it's Winter it's, Olympics it's, would be Beijing 2020. 2022. Right. Oh, 2022. Okay. okay. So we have summer 2020 as our next one. What am I thinking of? Anyways, whatever. Uh, um, yeah, 2020 would be Tokyo. Right. All right, let's run through 12 to 1 uh, just as a refresher. So you're 12 to 1. Yeah, okay. So soccer or football, depending how you classify it, gymnastics, synchronized diving, basketball, short track speed skating, tennis, the marathon, the 5,000 and 10,000 meter run, volleyball, um, hockey, swimming, and the 100 meter sprint. Mine is archery, number 11, canoe sprint, wrestling, Greco-Roman, short track, speed skating, curling, number 7, skeleton, the modern pentathlon, the biathlon, table tennis, and my top three was basketball, ski jumping, and handball. So that was the Olympics. Um, So we'll go into the end of the show. Uh, We're going to do what are you eating? We're going to do a hot sports take. And then any plugs or uh, or things you want to do. Um, so what are you eating lately? I mean, my diet is like very uh, similar, but I picked up this thing called Wild Roots. I'm gonna read you the description. So like, uh, I have to get like some music going here. <clears throat> Our premium triple berry bliss cereal combines organic bran flakes, organic mm-hmm. granola clusters, mm-hmm. and organic cereal twists. With organic strawberries, organic blueberries, and organic mm-hmm. blackberries for a okay. taste of true bliss. Mm. Also, how many times <laughs> did organic come up in that description? <laughs> like, was it organic? I'm, not, I'm a little unsure on that. I'm sure. No, I'm not quite sure. Well, that sounds, that sounds delicious. Um, I've been eating a lot of hummus a little lately. Bit of, uh, okay, yeah. Just the last couple of days, hummus. Uh Every time I have hummus, I'm always like happier than I was before, and I just I've enjoyed hummus. I just need to eat more hummus. I think like like I should just lean into it. You know, I like hummus. I should have it, I should have it for lunch like more often than I do. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with hummus. I yeah, they, had some anyone for sad? dinner tonight. Yeah, see, no one's sad I, when you have hummus. No. Uh, what's your hot sports take? Well. Funny, actually, I just checked. Uh, it is uh, 11.42 Eastern Standard Time right now, and my uh, hot sports take was going to be about uh, the Australian Open. And I was going to oh, say okay. that uh, the two winners were going to be Rafael Nadal for the men and Serena Williams for the, the women. But I just checked, and Serena was knocked out uh, right. by Clara Pliskova. And 6-4... Four six seven five. So I was surprised. Gone. Like I only watched the big events in Serena, I, but I saw the match she beat uh, the Spanish lady, uh, whoever was ranked number one. Um, uh, Simona Halep. Sim- yeah, Halep, and uh, yeah. she is ranked. She she came into the tournament ranked sixteen, which is crazy. right. So that was because two years ago she had a baby and okay. didn't play for basically an entire year. So that's why her oh. rank was only 16. So she came okay. in halfway through the year last year, made the final at U.S. Open, lost, and then mm-hmm. um, I don't remember if she came back at Wimbledon or not. I can't remember. But she only played in, in a very few tournaments, but mm-hmm. 
basically skyrocketed through the rankings and is back up to 16. Really should be a top 10 player, uh, and they really should kind of put her up a little bit higher when you're going right. to the tournament so you don't play like a, a number one Halep in like the yeah, yeah, yeah. fourth round. Right. Um, My second hot I'll, sport take is that the Pro, Pro Bowl is the uh, the greatest sporting event of the entire year, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to it this weekend. <laughs> well, uh, I, I do think they've made some good choices recently, just like the skills competition being funny and dodgeball, like just kind of leaning into this being a totally goofy thing. Um, right. My, uh, well, I guess I'll do hot, I'll do two hot sports takes as well. Um, the okay. MLB Hall of Fame class came out today. Um, I totally am happy. I'm very happy actually that there was that that unanimous vote for Mariana Rivera. You know, as we know, that's yeah, rare. Yeah, first time ever. Yeah, first time ever. So pretty rare. And uh, um, <laughs> the the dirty the dirty dog Edgar Martinez did get in, um, which is uh, and our uh, our Canadian boy Roy Holiday, although not actually Canadian, but uh, the best Toronto Blue Jays oh, yeah. pitcher ever getting yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he uh, died yeah. in a plane crash last year, so wasn't able to enjoy this. Right. Yeah, and Mike Messina, which I don't think he should have been in. He's a complete numbers. I guess Mar- Martinez is really the same way, but um, just a just a compiler. Um, my second hot sports take is I am officially not going to be watching football. So I'm not sure when I'll be posting oh, no. this. Well, I'm not sure when I'll be posting this episode. I'll probably post it before the Super Bowl. But um uh yeah, made other plans. Um basically saying goodbye to the, N- uh, to the NFL. And yeah, it is deliberate. I think uh I don't really love football. It's like my least favorite sport and I just need to I need to get more time in my life. But also just I, I said it on uh one of the other podcasts, but very frustrated with how the league is run, um and how they treated the Kareem but basically the Kareem Hunt story was the Draw that broke the camel's back for me, and um, uh, it, they didn't punish him uh, for its domestic violence issue in February. They waited until the video came out in October. That's when they suspended him. Uh, they took no in-person interviews, uh, even though they took 63 with um, Deflategate. So I just think the league, the league is ridiculous and I'm tired of Interesting it. Interesting about Deflategate. That I had recently read. Uh, so they were the Patriots were fined a million dollars. There's actually a league rule that talks about tampering of balls, and if you do tamper balls, you're should only be fined twenty five thousand dollars. And there were other teams. I think it was the Vikings and the someone. The, the who, Steelers. I'm guessing. Okay, I'm guessing maybe because of cold weather. I don't know, but they tampered with the balls, and it wasn't as big of a deal as it was for the Patriots. And then they were fined twenty five thousand dollars. The Patriots do it and they get fined a million dollars. They lose two draft picks and Brady gets suspended for four games. Now I hate the Patriots, so I was kinda of glad that happened, but in the for the fairness, it's like this is odd, like that shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it just was a ridiculous uh like it, it just shows what the league actually cares about, and it's just only news coverage, um, and has no right. standards. Now, like I don't want to be, I, I don't, I'm not really altruistic. Like I will support other other sports leagues, and there's no like, you know, there's no perfect league, there's no perfect man. So, um, right. But 
I'm just tired of it with the NFL. And I think to really make the point, I'm not going to watch Super Bowl. And just and that that don't mean I haven't watched a single football game this year. Hmm. So, anyways, so that, that, does that mean you can come over to the light side and watch the Grey Cup next year with us? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should take a look at their ethics. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything you, you want to? You can come up anything? and watch the Grey Cup live. Oh, it's probably like fifty bucks to get in too. Yeah, uh, probably, yeah, about, about that. <laughs> do you have any uh, anything you want to plug or shout out? Um, you can think about it. I'm gonna do. There's an Instagram account for anyone who has Instagram called Kook Slams, K O O K S L A M S, and Kook Slams is just a, a a collection of videos of people getting destroyed by waves on the beach. So if you ever get into surf culture. Um, a kook is someone who is surfing on your turf um, or has never surfed before. So it's kind of like a noob or a rookie or whatever. And uh, so sometimes there'll be like, like, I don't know, in surf culture, some uh, surfers will say like, no kooks allowed. And uh, so, yeah, kook slams, just the perfect Instagram account um, to check it out. I feel like whoever runs it is just fantastic too. Every post, like every single post is perfect. So yeah, Kook Flames. That's what I'm plugging on Instagram. You have any uh, plugs or shoutouts you wanna? Do well, um, I mean, I guess I should plug my own social media accounts, although I am yeah. quite boring on them. I, I I feel like if I actually spent more time and updated it, I am, mm-hmm. would be fairly funny. But I'm just very lazy on social media and don't ever post. But mm-hmm. uh, if it ever does come around and I do get uh, bored and you want to actually read some funny things. Uh, so both my Twitter and Instagram are the same. It's Mikhail, M-I-K-H-I-L underscore the kid. Combination mm-hmm. of my two nicknames, Mikhail and the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would like to plug, actually, um, hot news straight off the press. You're only the third person that knows this. So uh, I want to make a plug for the Canadian Christadelphian Bible School this coming summer okay. uh, in Cuca College, <clears throat> cool story. Uh, an anonymous donor is willing to back all the children this coming year. So all kids under the age of 12 will be getting to go for free. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, we always uh, cover kids up to the age of five. So he, they're, I don't know if it's he, she, I have no idea who they are, but... Um, they're covering the kids from the ages of six to 12. Wow. That's really cool. That's a cool thing for that person. If you were, yeah. So if you're a kid between the ages of six and 12 and you were listening to this podcast, which I know you probably are and have gotten all the way through good on (laughs) you, you can come to Bible school in New York state for free. If you're a kid or a parent of those kids, obviously maybe, maybe more likely. Yeah, yeah, what is a six-year-old listening to this podcast like 50 <laughs> minutes in and he's like, oh, wow, I get to go to Bible school for free. Mom, Dad, sign me up. Sign me up. Well, that's good. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. Great, Michael. Thank you uh, for so much time. Thanks for staying up late. I'm glad we could do this, yeah. and uh, yeah. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Levi.